I want to get your your thoughts on the Twins this upcoming season. Um, at LDS playoffs last season, what what stood out most about last year's team for you? Uh, well, certainly the lineup. I mean, the lineup was incredible last year, setting the major league record with with home runs um, as as a team, and you know, and that was without Josh Donaldson last year. Now you add him into the mix. Um, this figures to be in 2020, even though it's going to be a shortened 60-game season. Um, this figures to be every bit as potent a lineup as it was last year, if not more, with the addition of Donaldson. So um, they're they're going to be in pretty good shape on on that end. And um, you know, and I think when you look at the off season too, they've they've also not just with the addition of Donaldson, but they've improved the pitching staff too, going and getting. Uh, Kenta Maeda and Rich Hill from the Dodgers, and they added Homer Bailey for some depth purposes for the rotation as well. And they they've been able to keep the bullpen intact, which was really kind of the strength of of the pitching staff um, down the stretch run last season. So um, I like a lot of the moves that they've made um, over the course of the winter, and and now we're finally going to see um, see this product, see how it's going to look in a in a two and a half month sixty game season. Is there anything, Manny, you could tell me that's the difference between uh, Rocco Baldelli and Paul Molitor when Molitor was managing the team? Well, I think, you know, Molly did a really nice job, I think, with what he had and the situation that he was uh, presented with. I think the, the difference, I think, between him and Rocco, though, I think Rocco has just been able to, um, you know, connect with the players a little bit more. Um, on a on a personal level that you know maybe maybe Molly wasn't really able to do and you know in, in today's baseball I mean it's it's different now Jay Hood I mean you you got to really be able to to reach players and and connect with them in a way um, that you know others can't and I think that's what Rocco has been able to do he just he's able to sort of bring this this calming sort of um, uplifting personal personable uh personality um to the table and I, and I think last year at least in his first year everything really kind of clicked really well and he was, he was able to reach the players and connect with the players really well and and you know when you look at this roster you got a really nice mix of veteran players with Donaldson and then you've got Nelson Cruz back as well who had a great year for them last year with the mix of of some young talent that figures to be really entering their prime, guys like Eddie Rosario and Max Kepler and Byron Buxton, if he can stay healthy, Miguel Sano. So this team has a has a really good mix of veteran and young players, and Rocco has been able to connect with all of these guys, and it's um, it's been really impressive to see. Manny Hill from Score North and scorenorth.com with Jonathan Hood on the baseball show presented by Goose Island Beer Company on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. You mentioned something that was eye-popping to me, uh, Manny, and that is the amount of home runs that were hit by the Twins. How much of that power uh, impress you or surprise you, I should say? Well, I, I was honestly, I was really surprised at the type of year that Nelson Cruz had last year. I think, you know, when... When they brought him in, I initially thought, okay, he's going to be sort of a mentor for Miguel Sano, and he's probably not going to play in a ton of games, and he's probably going to give him, you know, 25 home runs, and he'll maybe drive in about 60, and he'll play in about 100 games, and he'll 
really help Miguel Sano take that next step. Well, Miguel did take a next step, and he had a really nice year for them after he was um, after he missed some time at the start of the year with with an injury. Um, but then on top of that, Nelly just had a great year in his own right. He had 41 home runs. He drove in 108. Um, he had an OPS over a thousand. I mean, and this was a guy that was 39 years old, and now this year he's turning 40. And you figure there's doesn't figure to be much of a drop off you would think so um if there's anything that really stood out to me last year it was nelson cruz you know looking 10 years younger than what he actually was he just had a phenomenal season last year for them i need to, to get some checking on you guys that's i mean 307 home runs is a lot that's 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 a ton manny what's going on oh my there? gosh <laughs> it's jay hood it's off the charts man i yeah. mean it's and and to, to think too you think about how many home runs that is you know, they were going neck and neck with the Yankees for the record down the stretch of the season, and they ended up just, just edging them. So it's, it's I mean, that's that's the game of baseball today. I mean, at least last year with whatever they did to the baseballs, they did something to it because there were just an astonishing amount of home runs really all over all over the major leagues, and the Twins um, the twins were right at the forefront of it. Where do you place the uh, the starting pitching staff Odorizzi, um, Maeda, you talked about Barrios. What, where do you place the pitching staff amongst others in the American League, the starters? Well, I think they're certainly in the upper half. Um, I don't, you know, I mean, you, you, you try and match them up with, you know, like the Houston Astros. I mean, even though the Astros don't have Garrett Cole anymore, um, they still got Verlander, they still got Zach Greinke. That's still a pretty good one-two punch. Cleveland, I think, still has a. I think Cleveland has the best rotation um, in terms of just top end talent and depth. Um, they have the best rotation in the division in the American League Central. Um, but I think the Twins are are right there, and I think the Twins have enough to to compete with those teams. And you know, if you get matched up with one of those two teams in a best of five LDS series, you've got a shot. You know, if Barrios is is at the top of his game. Jake Odorizzi had a really nice year for them last year. Um, and then you throw in a Kenta Maeda, who they didn't have last year. Um, you know, I think that's a, that's a, it's a formidable unit. And if they can keep, if they can get two and a half months of good pitching from those three guys, and then, you know, whatever you can get out of Rich Hill, whatever you can get out of Homer Bailey, um, I think they've got a shot. Um, you know, I, I think this, in a weird way, this 60-game season, I think, is going to really help Jose Barrios because historically he's been a guy that has always started out fast and started out strong and then sort of tailed off at the end um, At the end of the season. It usually gets you get around to August, you get three, four months into the season, and he starts to wear down. Well, now when we get to August, the season will be just having gotten underway. And so you figure he's going to be – more equipped to, to handle a shortened season and, and you'll get the best out of Jose Barrios come playoff time, you know, if you're able to stay healthy and, and win the division and get yourself in a position to, to compete for a championship. So, um, But it, it is a pretty solid unit. I think it's a, with the addition of Maeda and the other guys, I think it's a, it's a better unit than what it was last year. Um, you know, and then I haven't even mentioned Michael Pineda, who uh, you know, who was really good for them down the stretch before he got suspended. If they can get anything out of him, um, that'll be uh, that'll be the cherry on top. So they're they're in pretty good shape. Certainly, it's a good enough rotation to compete and try and win a championship. You just need those guys to really be at the top of their game. 
Sounds like it's just going to come down to the Twins and White Sox again. The Twins being the rocking, <laughs> the rocking the White Sox shoes again. <laughs> well, it's it's like you'd want to think, you know, the Cleveland Indians are going to be right there in the mix, but that you know that ownership group, it's it's like. You know, you don't even know if they're going to pay Francisco Lindor, and you know they traded Corey Kluber in the off season, and you know they still have really good pitching. But you just wonder how committed that ownership group in Cleveland is to is to winning because you got one of the best players in the game in Francisco Lindor, and you know if that team doesn't realize that you know the ownership is going all in and trying to win, then you know that you might wonder if they're going to pack it in, and then. Yeah, I mean, that, that could open up an opportunity for the White Sox, for sure. Yeah, I, I look at it like this, man. You tell me, and I appreciate your time, lastly. I just want to get your thoughts on my thoughts on the Sox. I just said that, you know, when you're adding not just guys that are you know long on the tooth, but you're adding solid veterans like Grandal, when you have Encarnacion, uh, when you're having a Keuchel as part of the rotation, uh, in this pandemic of 60 games, maybe it's not your time this year, but for, but for sure, with the youth on this team, uh, with Jimenez and now Luis Robert in center field, maybe 2021 and moving forward is your time. Because I, I know Sox fans are excited about you know what the team has put together because there's a commitment to winning financially. But I would say 2021 is the is the key. How, how do you see it? Yeah, you know, it in some ways it kind of reminds me, and I'm going to go way back here, almost two decades, but it kind of reminds me of the 2001 twins where they, they the twins had all of this young talent they had Tory Hunter and and Corey Koski and Doug Minkavich and AJ Przinsky and all these young guys that had been in their farm system for years that they were grooming and growing and these guys were finally starting to come into their own but in 2001 you know they got off to a great start they had one of the best records in baseball at the all-star break and then they sort of just tailed off in the second half of the season. And then it was the next year where they came out, you know, Tom Kelly, the longtime manager, two-time World Series winner, retires. They bring in Ron Gardenhire in 2002. And then that's when they win the division. They get to the ALCS where they eventually fell to the Angels. That, that, it seems like that sort of path is what the White Sox are on right now. Like, if, it seems like 2020 is going to be a nice year for them where they're competing and they're really, they have stretches where they're really, really good, and they're right there in the mix, and then maybe, you know, maybe things just sort of tail off for them at the end, and then 2021 is the year where things can really start to get going for them. And that's where, if you're the Twins, you know, you, I think you really have to seize this opportunity right now. You're probably the favorites to win this division, even though it's a, an abbreviated season, and, and you got to take advantage because the White Sox are coming, and they've got... You know, they've got all the goods, you know, from a lineup standpoint with all the talent, and they've got, you know, they've improved their pitching. You've got Giolito at the front. You've got Dallas Keuchel there. Um, that's pretty good, and that's a team that uh, that can be pretty dangerous. So I think this opportunity for the Twins in 2020, they've really got to capitalize on it because they might still be good in 2021, but the White Sox will be an improved team, and it might be tougher to win that division in 2021. So it's, it's going to be the AL Central is really – I think with those two teams and then, you know, Cleveland's still kind of hanging around in the mix. You know, Kansas City, you just never kind of know with them. They've got some talent, too, is, is there, but is that going to be enough to propel themselves? It's going to be, um, it's going to be really interesting. Unfortunately, the Tigers are way behind everybody. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the AL Central is really going to be interesting over the next couple of years, that's for sure. Well, Manny, I'm glad you spent some time looking forward to the season starting. And, uh, you know, from the White Sox uh, uh, stand, fan standpoint, it uh, it's, it's very compelling right now, but the Twins are really doing a great job uh, offensively. So this will be very compelling for sure for 2020. I'm glad you spent some time with me here on the baseball show. It's uh, always a pleasure to be on with you, Jay Hood, man. Let's do it again soon. It is uh, Manny Hill from Score North and ScoreNorth.com with us on the baseball show presented by Goose Island Beer Company right here on ESPN 1000.